0: so
1: anti-penultimate is also a fun word
0: anti-penultimate was a word that was brought up by professor robert lawless yeah in secure transactions and i feel it's the only thing i remember from secure transactions isn't that like a
1: fun word to know the anti-penultimate
0: anti-penultimate it's a it's a good one
1: find excuses to use that one
0: i feel like that's a word that's going to come up a lot in my life whenever i think about the second to last of anything
1: anti-penultimate would be the third to last right no. No. Oh.
0: Because the ultimate is the last. Ultimate. Penultimate. Penultimate.
1: Second to last.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Anti penultimate. Third to last.
0: Yeah. So it'd be the so the third thing to go in the second or the first. The, the last, whatever you want
1: to call Isn't it. Isn't entomology fun?
0: Yeah. Entomology. Not as fun because bugs are gross. Oh, I
1: hate bugs.
0: I am. Okay. If anyone's thinking about buying me a gift as my secret Santa this year, if you're going to buy me a bug, I'm already unhappy with it.
1: Why would you get a bug as a Secret Santa? I don't know. People are stupid. First off, it's winter. I know some people live in places where bugs can be alive in winter, but...
0: I mean, if you kept it in, like, a jar.
1: It'd be like buying a convertible and living in, like, Yukon territory in Canada.
0: I will say this. When I lived in that uh, terrible uh, apartment in Urbana mm-hmm. um, by myself in the basement, it was winter, and there were bugs. <laughs> I had centipedes in my ha- apartment, and I was uh, I was plucked. I was yeah. not having it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Secret Santa's of the world. Don't buy people bugs.
1: This is a firmly anti centipede podcast.
0: It is an anti. That's the anti penultimate anti centipede podcast. There yes. are two more that are the most anti centipede.
1: We'll leave you in suspense. <laughs> yeah,
0: you have to figure out which one of them actually is Pod Save America.
1: And the other is the Last Podcast on the Left.
0: <laughs> I've never listened to that one. I haven't either. I don't even know what it's about. Or Pod Save America. Neither is, have I. Those are both just. Last podcast on the left, it's a reference to a movie. It is.
1: I don't know if it's a movie based or I don't know what it is.
0: I feel like it's about like horror films and stuff, which makes perfect sense. But Pod Save America literally has no contextual meaning to anything.
1: It's like God Save America. But who
0: says that? No one has ever said that. God bless America.
1: Sports announcers.
0: God save the United States.
1: Oh, no, I guess they don't say that, yeah. No. The podcast is saving
0: Pods save America. Oh,
1: you know when people say that isn't like movies that take place in a courtroom, but the trials set in like 1910. Yeah. Like, did you ever see the Chicago movie?
0: Wait, the movie Chicago. The movie Chicago
1: with Renee Zellweger. I thought it was like
0: like a the silent movie or something. No, the like
1: the, did you see the Chicago movie, The Blues Brothers?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Chicago mm-hmm. movie.
0: Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It was delightful. Yeah, uh, and no. and
1: Richard Gere, he he ends the trial and he goes, "God save Illinois," which like yeah. Please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Somebody's got a yeah. collar tug. <laughs> oh. going to live here forever. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: Richard Gere moved to Illinois. <laughs> Save us.
0: <Richard. laughs> It'd be great if Richard Gere somehow saved Illinois.
1: We need like a Richard Gere. You know they had the McConaissance. mcconaughey Sons.
0: Yeah. Could we do like a Richard Gere renaissance? I think he cares too little. Whereas like McConaughey clearly was like totally content to be high on the beach all the time. Yeah. I feel like Gear has somehow like even transcended that level of of like, I don't know. I just don't feel like he needs to. He anymore. doesn't really do
1: anything anymore. He
0: doesn't. I, I respect that.
1: He's kind of li- That's what I would do if I had that, if I had the money to just kind of chill.
0: Oh man. The idea to be able to like do nothing is literally the dream. It's the American it's the life dream. It's
1: the only thing we have left.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to do nothing forever. Death. This is Durandrew DurAnthony. And I'm Anthony. And I'm Andrew. Today, got a full plate.
1: I said my name really awkwardly. Cool.
0: This now marks two weeks that we said, fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it, but... We're stuck with it now. So I'm a very
1: fly by the seat of my pants sort of guy. I I so. do
0: love my pants. I love the seat of my pants, particularly.
1: I don't know if it's going well, but it doesn't feel uncomfortable.
0: No, I think it definitely gets us like psyched up. I'm I'm sweating. I'm <laughs> so psyched up. I've already sweated through my trainers. It's great.
1: We <laughs> have a fan blowing at us I, and do. it's it's very striking visually. Yeah.
0: I look, I look majestic. It's, tr- I, I look like a Greek statue. If the Greeks like just let themselves go,
1: oh.
0: <laughs> just, just really bad shape. Let
1: themselves go.
0: <laughs> I will say, like all the Greek statues are like heroic and stuff. Got a little bit of a pot belly, like a little. Yeah, that was the style at the they time. They didn't have the ripped abs that you would expect from like a Zeus. It's
1: because like Napoleon came through and he just kind of scooped out the abs and just moved them around. Uh, yeah. so you'll go, see you know the Moma. <laughs> or the guggenheim and there'd be all these just ancient statues because that's what they have at those museums yeah that they do have those (laughs) some inside baseball for you art museum enthusiasts
0: yeah if you if you go to the met museum in new york they have quite the uh the greek exhibit it is quite striking actually you should do it speaking of striking copy (laughs) of my big fat greek wedding uh no, but we we did try watching Mamma Mia once in this house. Really, it did not go well.
1: Yeah, I can see that going well here. I like I like Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia. Here we go again.
0: Here we go again. Indeed, it was how I felt every time they started singing. It was
1: that's part of the fun.
0: I I I just I lack that that degree of wonder about the world. <laughs> like I just, yeah. God, it's dead. Uh, and part of what killed it is our new um. Let's say justice. Yeah, yeah. I think we can say it now. Brett, I'm just gonna call him Brett because he judge doesn't deserve it. Judge Brett. A yeah. Gi- judge Brett. I am the law. <laughs> well, I,
1: I have this thing, and I don't. I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I've definitely told it to you personally. That I think a judge needs to have a judgely name.
0: Learned hand. Yeah. yeah. like Judge
1: learned hand. Like I don't agree with. I'm not a. You know I how I feel about Antonin Scalia. I don't like him. He yeah. had a good judge's name.
0: Anthony Scalia is a good name. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ruth Bader Ginsburg, great judge name.
0: Clarence Thomas is a good judge name.
1: Clarence Thomas, I think, it starts off strong. The Thomas is a little regular for me. But, a lot but of it's ju- better than most. Yeah. I,
0: I mean, uh, it, uh, Samuel Alito is, I think it ends weekly again. I, it, Alito
1: Samuel is, and Alito just don't go well together.
0: No, it is very much a hodgepodge. John Roberts is very milquetoast. Yeah.
1: But like a judge, Brett. And a judge <laughs> Neil. <laughs> oh, they're just terrible. I can't take their their jurisprudence seriously.
0: Yeah, I mean, Merrick Garland. Is, Merrick Garland was a great judge. That man. is a that is a killer name. Yeah, is, it's a real shame we we lost out on that one. Yeah. Sonia Sotomayor. Yeah, I think it's, it's pretty. Sonia's alright, but the Sotomayor. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I feel chills. It's
1: it's good, right?
0: Yeah, that's a real. You know, you make a good play. As much as I really don't like him. William Rehnquist. Good judge name. Rehnquist is a yeah. bomb-ass judge name. But speaking of bombing things, uh, <laughs> the Kavanaugh issue kind of has framed, I don't know if you know, there's an election coming up, like in a few hours or something. It's coming soon. And it looks like this entire, what should have been a referendum type thing in, in the Senate with Kavanaugh has become basically the flashpoint for really both sides of like how they're going to campaign. Yeah. And you had mentioned that the GOP kind of didn't tip their hand, kind of walked everyone through their hand this fall.
1: Yeah, well, so this comes from the Washington Post, which is a news source from um, Seattle, Washington, I believe.
0: Yeah, it's it's the paper in Washington that's not owned by the Moonies. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> This is from the Washington Post, that Republicans rebranding in terms of uh, how they're going to do the midterm elections is to cast all the protests that have been happening as saying that the uh, Democrats' Democratic protests are an angry mob and painting them as out-of-control anarchists. Hmm. So that's, I think that's what we have to expect going forward from the Republican machine. It says, in Virginia, Representative David Bratt, Republican. Uh. David Bratt, that's pretty good. And this is Matt Viser and Robert Coaster writing. David Bratt is running against the, quote, liberal mob and GOP Senate candidate Corey Stewart Has decried the mob tactics that, quote, try to destroy Kavanaugh. Peter T. King said, Well, when we're out at grocery stores or at events, we're finding swing voters are turned off by how Kavanaugh was treated, chasing senators down the hall, running up the stairs at the Capitol. We've been taken aback by how people have reacted to it, and we're responding.
0: Huh. So that's, you know, that's one take. And I will say this much. And this this has held true for years about the Republican Party and their characterizations of the Democrats. I wish how they characterize Democrats was true. Oh yeah. Because if they were the incredible left wing socialist anarchists that were trying to basically like destroy civil society, yeah. they would be cool as hell. Yeah. But instead they're all like people that really like being involved in their HOA. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. it's
1: not cool. It's no, not, it's not. And if they had if they were like the way the Republicans describe them, we probably wouldn't be in this mess.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, most definitely not. Yeah. Because we would actually probably have still a strong social safety net and have taken action on a lot of things. But, you know, here we are now where we have basically two parties trying to fight for the same exact part of the table. Yeah. And then one part trying to go even further right. But that's about it. Yeah. And it's it's a question. But I think also this was a a point where we're in – and clearly, when you saw some of the the senators asking questions of of Brett, that that is a bad name. Um, no offense to the Bretts out there, but your name is dumb as shit. You should probably kill yourselves. No, oh,
1: jeez.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have strong opinions these days, but that's fine. When they were when they were going after Brett Sickle, they were clearly like branding the Democrats as being the it's the resistance basically yeah. again. Yeah. But now they have a touchstone of like, we have to take back X, Y, and Z because we have to take the court back. Yeah. And is that going to be a motive force for a Democratic voter, maybe, or a centrist voter?
1: I think maybe for a lot of them. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know if that would be enough to swing it, but I think that, I do think that more than anything, the Supreme Court fight that just happened could be more motivating for Democrats than anything else that could have happened.
0: That is true. I mean, I hate to say that I'm becoming an accelerationist. Yeah. But if anything, this charade showed us, and it really was a charade. Yeah. Uh, it it made people question the legitimacy of two things that I think who's, uh, two things that their legitimacy ought to have been questioned, which is the Supreme Court and it is the Senate. Yeah. If I were, if I had any sort of like cachet in my life where people would look at me and go, I would vote for him for something, as opposed to be just being a weird slob. Yeah. <laughs> I would vote I would run for the Senate on a platform of Senate abolition.
1: Oh, I think that'd be great. Yeah.
0: And I think I would get a lot of support. Probably. Maybe not in Illinois, maybe not here in central Illinois, but yeah. I think I would like that would play on the coasts.
1: Oh, it would totally.
0: And that like once that enters the conversation, people go, Yeah, why the hell do we have a Senate where like six states in the northern prairie, in the northern plains, have the same amount of set cent- or no, have like quintuple the Senate representation of yeah. like the entire city of Los Angeles. Yeah. Even though they have the same population, basically. It's ridiculous. It's bizarre, and there's no... It it makes sense when you consider that the Constitution was drafted by uh, capitalist slaveholders. Yeah.
1: That's it. It's uh, it's an interesting point that's brought up, and it's something that I think rank-and-file Democrats are certainly noticing more, um, because conservative... Outlets are, like, responding to it via Twitter forums where I saw one tweet specifically responding to that today saying that, well, you got to remember, like, back when the Constitution was drafted, Virginia had 12 times the population as Delaware and everyone still went along with it. It's like, well, that doesn't make that good. Yeah. It really yeah. doesn't, like, actually change the argument. I don't really care what the founders thought about this specific issue because yeah. it's doesn't, it doesn't work.
0: And it changed already. Yeah, we, d- we we now have du- direct election of senators which is a departure
1: yeah so what we're, they were, were doing
0: if we're saying like what well, the founders said was important we already said fuck it yeah <laughs> like a while ago it's gone yeah over,
1: over 100 years ago
0: yeah so if we're if we're gonna be so revisionist about that let's do some more revising yeah and I think the senate is clear even if you wanted to have a bicameral legislature and just like and I'm doing the pantomimetic jerking off motion right now mm-hmm. fine do one that's first past the post and one that's proportional yeah call it a day so that way you can at least like have the parochial aspect and then also have an actual reflection of the country Mm -hmm. that's my political platform vote for me senate abolition 2024 it would
1: get a lot of support
0: i think it would and it should and then the other half is of course just uh completely gutting how the court works because it's stupid
1: yeah can i can i say there is like a very obvious rollout of this using mob rule as a plan in the republican talking points cool chuck grassley they have encouraged mob rule Senator Orrin Hatch, a plain uh, excuse me, a paid mob trying to prevent senators from doing the will of their constituents, and Senator Marco Rubio. <laughs> Imagine the coverage on cable news if an angry mob of conservatives stormed the steps of the Supreme Court building. Let me ask you, Chuck Grassley, Orrin Hatch, both extremely old men. Yeah. Is Marco Rubio secretly a, like the oldest white man in the Senate? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna go down the path of who wins in a fist fight. And the answer is we all do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we all do. We yeah. all do.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. You can tell, I could tell right away just knowing that Marco Rubio is actually just an old white man who looks like a more youthful, you know, Cuban-American Yeah, that's conservative. But I think it's actually that Marco Rubio is the oldest white man in the Senate.
0: I mean, you might want to check his, like, PAC records to see if they made any payments to the Jim Henson workshop yeah. because he could just be a very intricate puppet at this that point. C- probably is
1: is the that, case, yeah. Yeah. Who's the big Did you see it using the original Muppet movie? Who's the big guy that runs after the car?
0: Oh, the guy who says Jack not name, Jack Job. Yeah. Lives, yeah. I don't think he has a name. He definitely has a name. Sweetums.
1: Yeah, Sweetums. Sweetums, I, I like how it went from he
0: doesn't have a name to having the name correct yeah. in a matter of a second. Yeah. <laughs> That's my brain for you.
1: I'm not comparing Marco Rubio to Sweetums by the way because Sweetums is way better than Marco
0: Rubio. I want to hug Sweetums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think Sweetums is a great guy.
1: What I'm saying though is that the Company does have the technology <laughs> because when I first saw the Muppet movie when I was an undergraduate in college I was like, who's that guy? <laughs> who's that very normal person hanging out with these, these puppets? Is that, is that a senator?
0: No, no. Sweetums.
1: Oh, that would, he should be a senator. I
0: would vote the shit out of Senator Sweetums yeah. <laughs> from the great state of, I'm going to say Wisconsin. Yeah. Sweet, well, Sweetums, he also could be a, a literal bog person and come from Louisiana.
1: Yeah. Looks well, like Kermit. Yeah. Kermit's yeah. a bog person.
0: It, totally. Yeah. And I think that's like the swampiest state we have. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So it's not even worth discussing. Now, speaking of the swamp and how it ought to have been drained already, but mm-hmm. hasn't been, you know who keeps on talking about draining the swamp? This guy you may have heard of. Uh, Sweetums. It's Sweetums. Yeah. Sweetums is from the swamp and wants to destroy it. He he hates himself. Uh, so, so, it's this guy, uh, Don Trump. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's
1: like Wait, junior or senior?
0: Um, I'm going to say senior. Yeah. He okay. looks pretty old. Yeah. Se- senioritis. Yeah, he's he's been talking about the swamp for a while, and it turns out, this guy, this uh, this Donald Trump, um, may have benefited from some curious tax accounting.
1: Yes. Yes, that is the New York Times reporting as of this week of the uh, the shady, what well, we've all known as um, shady tax deals that he uh, used to get lots of money from his father. So he said he had a the famous quote is, I had a small million dollar loan from my father um but it seems more like he got i think several hundreds of millions of dollars from his father. Yeah. They say 413 million dollars um in today's money from his father's estate uh using tax dodges in the 1990s. Yeah. Which is you know, it's very different from a million dollar loan.
0: <laughs> it is more than a million. Yeah. <laughs> to be sure and it's not a loan because you can't usually get a loan in a will or another yes. testamentary yeah. device. Yeah. Or semi-testamentary or avoiding testamentary. Debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. So the, the story about Trump and why people ostensibly liked him yeah. is that he was kind of like the self-made, the, what is it, Horatio Alger, like pull yourself mm-hmm. up by your bootstraps even though was, your dad was obviously a millionaire landlord. Yeah. But he still sold himself as that. Yeah. And we knew it was a lie the whole time. But now we have yet more evidence that it's a lie. Mm. And so the question to you, Tony... 200 points what happens now
1: nothing yeah we <laughs> am just gonna kind of move on from this one
0: do I, do I have a sound effect for that uh no nope. like the wah, wah, like that yeah, one okay, yeah a, okay let's do a sad... yeah. let's <laughs> do a sad that's what's gonna it, it's nothing we have sound effects now, we have folks. sound effects folks folks we have sound effects now it's a whole new show folks
2: this is this is our show. <laughs> this
0: is this is the, the the zany part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, folks! <laughs> Welcome to Andrew <Durand> Duranthony. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, speaking of clown shows, back to our friend Don Trump. Yeah.
1: Uh, so clearly, nothing's going to happen from this. I think it was actually you know going back to Orrin Hatch, who said something. Well, we might have to release his tax returns, but they're not going to do anything they're about not it. Do anything about that? Because yeah.
0: one. If, if this story came... At, the, the timing by the times huh, is is almost too cute. Because if they were off by a couple of days, that story would have been buried in the news cycle. Even if it was on their own front page. Yeah. It would have been legitimately buried up to its neck in bullshit about uh, Brett.
1: Yeah. Well, it was on their front page, I believe. It was. And I think it was buried in the news cycle to I mean, an extent
0: I, it 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 didn't quite get the play it did it's still now being you know yeah, trump addressed it it made
1: a blip but
0: it made a blip yeah but it, if if they had gone too far in either direction mm-hmm. i think it either would have been because i do i do think the american people as reprehensible as it is to say this had a little bit of brett fatigue yeah at least the the non like tangibly involved people that have like been victims and are survivors and are like now dealing with like sometimes decades old trauma all over again litigated for the public great um but i always
1: well i've always because your point for being fatigued i've always been very very against when people say it's 2018 why are we still having to do this why are we still having this argument because my my stance sure that's not the right yeah let's go let's keep going my (laughs) thought on it anyway is that um yeah it is 2018 like what makes you think that just because it's 2018 we're that much better on on these issues just because you are you might have the right idea compared to you know all of mississippi or so yeah it doesn't really mean anything um the year itself doesn't actually make the difference you just got to keep working at it but i do think that like the fatigue really did come in from the people that do say it's 2018. Why are we still talking about this To, We literally just did have a whole year with the me too movement. Yeah. And I think it was, I don't know if it was fatigue as much as just burnout.
0: I mean, same, you know, I think it's sort of putting the same idea, different words, the same idea, Yeah. which I think is, I'm not going to say it's understandable because I don't understand it because I think it should have been a seismic shift in the entire culture. Mm but it wasn't that because there was such opposition to it. But I think what's going to happen is that Republicans have threatened to do so. Lindsey Graham explicitly threatened to do so that, that me too. And the, the quote weaponization end quote of, of accusers is going to be wielded in a totally cynical way. Yeah. And I think they were relying on that as their like fucking Trump ruins it. Their Trump card, their, their ace in the hole was going to be that. I have to read. Okay, the everyone. Word Trump shows up a lot. Yeah, everyone, go in front of a mirror and say "Ace in the Hole" twenty times. You will never say Trump card again because you are going to have "Ace in the Hole" on your brain. Okay, every morning. So everyone's homework. No our- more Trump cards. This is your life now. God, it's every morning I wake up and I just go, "Is it still? Yeah, that's still fucking idiot." And it's like just there.
1: Well, what's going to be interesting to see how it- the fallout in terms of future nominations um, today? There was a story that Mitch McConnell. You know, he was he was on the morning shows. He mm-hmm. was challenged on them, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I guess I would be open to if there was a vacancy in 2020, confirming a candidate, even though the pres- presidential election would be that year." Because the new theory from Mitch McConnell is that oh, the difference between that and Merrick Garland was that the Senate was an opposition party from the president, so like maybe the people, the will of the people, has changed over time, as uh. opposed to him just, com- you know, the very obvious truth, which is. He's just making shit up. Well, of course, to get are. what he wants.
0: Of course, I mean that's they're they're cynical shitheads. Yeah, and like the the charming part of the argument in favor of Kavanaugh, when everyone was talking about uh, cynically again due process, mm. is that when you say due process in this sort of process, yeah, is that there's some sort of interest that ought be subject to it, yeah, and the only interest that's conceivable in this case is the nomination process, right. Which means that the entire process is due, to a nominee, yeah, which is entirely anathema to what had just transpired. With, our good friend, the impeccably named, Merrick Garland, like I I, I don't necessarily love him as a judge, but for God's sake, that name, yeah, the name oh, alone it would
1: be oh, it would be it's a great judge name.
0: It's like it's like a imagine if a Mitsubishi Eclipse became a judge, yeah, that's the perfect name for a car, Mitsubishi Eclipse, huh, elegant. You want to know more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eclipse J dissenting. Yes, I want to read that.
1: No, <laughs> oh, just going straight to the dissenting. That's, that's that's my thing. Oh yeah. You know, you're in law school. You open up a book. You get assigned a Rehnquist case. I don't even read the majority <laughs> opinion. I just flip to the back and see what Thurgood Marshall said in dissent. I'm like, oh, uh, let's go see what sh- what actually is going on here.
0: Thurgood Marshall's dissents are it's it's unfortunately him screaming into the void. Yeah. But it it. If you have like an eye to justice, it should resonate with your soul. Yeah, and it's you know, it's a shame that he was just relegated so quickly to the supreme dissenter. Yeah, like made all the other classic dissenters, Clarence Thomas, Mm -hmm. seem like a mere shadow of a shadow in comparison. Yeah, I can I can read uh, Thurgood Marshall dissents all day, and I do. Yeah,
2: (laughs) because he's a wonderful writer. Yeah,
0: (laughs) a lot of terrible cases. (laughs) Marshall J dissenting. heartbreaking but yeah I mean the, the Trump thing and the tax thing and the fact uh, the fact that it's always come back to fucking taxes it, the GOP is the party of taxes yeah weaponized taxes right and
1: G- Grover Norquists, like yeah Nor- drowned in a bathtub yeah. type stuff
0: it's, it's just insane but the fact that it resonates so well even though it really is the elites of the elites of the elites that are benefiting off this shit right it's, I don't know how they keep it up, apart from them just like being able to snow everyone every time, and people like the extra you know buck fifty a per you know day of work in their pocket I guess yeah. But I, I think America needs financial and accounting literacy. I think that's
1: a big thing that's missing. Yeah. Well, you know, man, I'm spending more money. Just for, forget taxes. Like with, I I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> plug, no, not a plug. We're, Sponsor we're, Buffalo Wild we're, Wings. We're yeah. not a, we're not being paid by Buffalo Wild Wings, but I was at one, and I am spending way more money than I thought I would. And granted, I did buy an alcoholic drink or two, but I was like, and there's no way because it's chicken wings, and you can definitely get that in America. But I was like, I just jumped to tariffs. I was like, oh, tariffs must have kicked in. Yeah, and I do wonder like where people are going to really start feeling that. It's not probably going to be at your beat ups in Central Illinois.
0: No. But you're right. It is going to be consumer products. Yeah. Because those are mass produced. Yeah. So the the overall costs get passed down unit by unit. Yeah. And there's so many units. So it's like it it will be death by a thousand cuts. It's yeah. going to be length Che.
1: And I, I do think prices have gone up for things generally this year.
0: I'm trying to think of groceries. like I, I, feel, like, I feel like eggs got more expensive, but I think that's cyclical. Yeah. Um, They're I'm, more
1: of an oval shape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, a good geometry joke. We're not going to notice. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Oh, hey hey. When you we don't have to do mouth sound effects anymore, we yeah. have approximately 25 sound effects. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I mean s- shifting gears somewhat dramatically now. Okay. The day we're recording this mm-hmm. to give you a, per- a peek behind the curtain. Monday is a Monday. Yeah. And you know what Garfield said about Mondays? They're the day to celebrate. A notorious butcher yes we're doing that today yeah so that's fun
1: mm-hmm. garfield famously would go and get all the meat for his lasagna at the butcher down the street yes and he would have him grind it
0: yep and he said those are the taino people too <laughs> soon i'm sorry so today is in fact cristobal colonde uh, yes he was Big chris he was let's say an explorer mm. uh a slaver yeah uh a butcher Yes. He was a lot of terrible things. We've all read Howard Zinn. Yeah. Um, and now we're at a weird point where I think we both have identified this and, like, grapple with this, even though I am not Italian-American. Right. Is that the Italian-American community has latched on to Columbus Day as a celebration of, to be sure, a very, like, colorful and worthwhile, like, addition to American culture. Yeah. Like, it's indispensable. Right. Especially, like, I'm from New York. Yeah, imagining New York without Italians is like imagining New York without buildings.
1: Where would we be without fettuccine Alfredo?
0: At the gym, probably. I don't know, like <laughs> somewhere far healthier. But it's it's not a del- it's, that's an undelicious world. I do not want to contemplate.
1: Do you really want to go into a grocery store and not be able to buy a packet of Italian breadcrumbs?
0: No. Wait. Which is the good one? No. I mean, yes. I want to be able to do that at any at a the drop of a hat. Okay. Okay. I want to have to, like, struggle to name, like, to pronounce the various types of pasta in a while. Ora Uh,
1: When when I was, uh, when I graduated college and I started working on my own, I was the biggest sucker in the world because I had to grocery shop my own, like, for the first time, kind of serious adult grocery shopping. Like, I got to get food for, like, the next, you know, two weeks. And I would just spend probably, like, $30 more than I needed to because I would always just buy the thing that said Italian on it. (laughs) I would be looking at the bread and there would be just bread. Yeah. And then it'd say Italian, Italian. bread. Ooh. And I was like, oh, this is a white loaf of bread, but it's Italian style and I'm Italian. <laughs> and so I think I should get this one. And I would do it for like everything that I bought, that there was an Italian style option. And it. <laughs> and I was like, man, <laughs> you know, I like, I budgeted this out and I like, it looked pretty good. But like why am I spending more? And then I like stopped just buying things that straight up were just Italian. Italian?
0: Ooh, Italian aluminum foil. Fancy. I'm not
1: sure they like mark up the <laughs> price significantly through things that say Italian too. I think there are definitely times when I literally saw, Oh, Italian breadcrumbs, sure. Yeah, you know, why not? I I don't think I ever used them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't really breadcrumbs are one of those things where it's like, Oh, this recipe called for breadcrumbs. And you buy it once and you never make it again because you're like, Wow, this breadcrumb thing did not work. Yeah. That's everyone's experience with it.
1: Or, you know, it's passable, but you just don't really want to make the recipe again. Yeah. But, you know, it could be the breadcrumbs' fault.
0: Yeah. Or just the fact that you don't know how to work with breadcrumbs, which is most... Be- I suck at it. Yeah. I've tried making a baked macaroni with a breadcrumb top. Uh, I'm going to say 20 times in my life. It worked once. Yeah. That's not a good percentage. Mm-hmm. You just cut bait at that point. But back to our dear friends and your countrymen. Yes. To a dual extent, the Italian-American in America. Yes. And so Columbus Day kind of got this Italian identity glommed onto it. And as, as we were discussing off microphone because we do talk outside this uh, time together in the studio. It's true. There's other celebrations that I think are more Italian and ought be embraced rather than Christopher Columbus day.
1: Yes. And so the general conceit is that, and this this is true is that you know, back in like the 50s and 60s, When Italians, I think, were slightly more othered. Yeah. Although, you know, I'm sure like people of color that actually had real like racism and things like roadblocks in their lives would be like, well, that's clearly not the case. And it's very different. But Italians were to an extent slightly othered. Yes. Columbus Day was seen as a celebration of Italian culture back before people actually really knew or cared to study the fact that Christopher Columbus was a big asshole. Right. Which is a very mild way of describing him. And so a lot of old Italians really still cling to that. Yeah. Despite the fact that there are many viable alternatives. Yes. My suggestion is St. Joseph's Day. Yeah. I think the problem is that it's like 2 days after St. Patrick's Day or so, or very close this after St. Patrick's close. Day. Yeah. Which would be too, I mean let's, you know, let's face it, the St. Patrick's Day partygoers would probably want to turn St. Joseph's Day into an excuse. For heavy drinking, but maybe make it more wine-based. which or I like limoncello.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, you know, I don't see a problem with that. I think the reason why St. Joseph's Day isn't the big Italian day is because Italian and Irish people don't get along.
0: Is that, That's the thing. They don't get along, but they get, at least in New York, they get married all the time, yeah. which is the, the delightful... Uh, yeah.
1: No, I'm Italian uh, and Irish. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. happens all the it, time. It's super common. It's yeah. like the opposites attract... And it's a huge issue for every every person who's Italian and Irish will tell you, yeah, my family they, they just make fun of it the other side all the time.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a it's two Tasmanian devils, and I mean the cartoon versions, yeah, uh, whirling at each other, filled with like Catholic guilt and rage, and also like this landless misery yeah. in the nineteen, let's say, '30s through yeah '60s, and it became this like hodgepodge of yeah these uber Catholic kids that are now. Creeping across the countryside and becoming uh, Supreme Court justices.
1: I think they're trying to compete to be the most European Catholic nationality, which is just a terrible distinction to want.
0: Plus, also, calling it now, Ireland is not European. It's North Atlantean. And I don't... I, I view European as continental. Is it I feel in, like the Irish are, are, one, they're sui generis, but two... Is it in NATO? Is it?
1: Is anyone in NATO anymore? Who, really? who
0: even knows? We don't even... See. Folks... Folks, they're not even paying their own way to NATO, folks. Uh, keep my, going. <laughs> my Trump impression is dog shit. I'm I i do not <laughs> apologize for it. Uh, you
1: know you your Trump impression is actually pretty good for when he likes you know, he'll raise his voice a little bit.
0: I can't understand it. <laughs> yeah.
1: He'll he will raise his voice. Yeah. And a lot of times he's kind of doing that as a way to mock other people. Yeah. But that you sound really close to that when he likes he like raises the register of his voice slightly. Yeah.
0: So that's, that's when there. he's doing a bit yeah i feel like i'm always doing a bit so it works out perfectly fine yeah um but yeah ireland is not europe i'm calling it right now ireland is its own thing uh just like the uk is not europe it's not
1: The, the, the pro for saint joseph's day is that it is celebrated in some places as being an italian american day yeah like i've said i said new orleans has a saint joseph's day thing that's pretty big right um but you know it's not exactly like known yeah outside of other cities like you know chicago new york like cities with big italian populations yeah i have plenty of people that are like in italian american clubs like friends that are in italian american clubs and they actually like do stuff on columbus day my argument is just pick another day pick another day no one would care
0: yeah A bi- the big thing in new york in little italy and manhattan and also arthur avenue and morris park and all the other places that are largely italian yeah is san Gennaro. it's one of the the biggest biggest days of the year yeah. because it's it's, a, it's a, a great holiday where it's like there's food and there's drinking, celebration, party, yeah. whatever. And it is it is basically, I'm going to say it's even a multi day event now. Yeah. And it is entirely distinct from b- pretty much every celebration around it. And yet, it is innately connected with the Catholic Church and thus, by extension, in New York at least, organized crime um, because they run it all. Right. But isn't that part of the thing to celebrate too? Yeah. Yeah organized crime i mean maybe not crime itself but just like it is a part of to an extent italian identity oh yeah and the oh, fact that it yeah. like the fact that the Genovese or whoever else still you know run basically these these big festivals yeah it's an open secret is it really bad i'm gonna say no gonna say you swear. know
1: i i would argue no i wouldn't argue the the mafias <laughs> uh, okay, no, no i will say that goodfellas is my favorite movie and before goodfellas was my favorite movie the godfather was my favorite movie
0: it, it b- both tremendous films I, th- yeah. I think i agree with you where i like uh goodfellas more
1: goodfellas is just so interesting we can talk we'll save that we'll, we'll do a goodfellas episode yeah. um, good, goodfellas is
0: a very um good film it's not a gritty film
1: oh wait well, i know you're transitioning I'm, i want to i want to trans- trans- <laughs> i want to <laughs> stick with it Columbus uh, Day because yeah. I wanted to mention that Col- Columbus thing. that Columbus, Ohio, which is the most populous city named after Christopher Columbus, is no longer recognizing Columbus Day, which I think speaks to the um,
0: the fact that it's a big college town.
1: Well to the fact that you know the actual culture is changing And the recognition yeah. of Indigenous people's day, which I think you know I think should be celebrated today instead for sure and you can move Italian American day to some other day. Yeah You know Name it after someone
0: else please Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. um, But I was Because you talked about Like Italian American neighborhoods And I want to talk about Like the bastardization of that Because I just jumped To when I was in San Francisco When I went to their little Italy Which actually does have A lot of really old school Italian restaurants Nice But it's it's those It's like a Old school Italian restaurant Strip club Old school Italian restaurant Strip club
0: Oh my god It's the Sopranos Old
1: school Italian <laughs> restaurant Strip And it's like that for blocks
0: that, that is the Italian restaurant version of Atlantic City. Yeah. Where it's like, if you're one block away from the board club, boardwalk, it's either like pawn shop, strip club, or just vacant lot. Yeah, it's wild. That's it's fantastic. Okay. Well, so like, so like, it literally in San Francisco is like at once the tenderloin and where you would go to get a tenderloin. That's fantastic.
1: Cl- yeah. Close. It's not like the, there is a The tenderloin, tenderloin is definitely like, you know.
0: I know it's, it's legitimately there still, but like yeah. that kind of – approach was very much the tenderloin of the day yeah type thing
1: if if being trans was a heritage like being italian yeah that's the tenderloin okay you know
0: yeah i guess but
1: also in that sort of like 70s trans way where it's not like now where i think there are pockets of acceptance the the tenderloin to my understanding and like i walked through it it's not like the castro Right. it's not exactly like upscale
0: oh it's not well that's the whole point of the tenderloin is that that's where yeah the gritty happens like <laughs> if you took if you took skid row in LA and just like added way more um, desperate prostitution yeah and drug use yeah now you get to like because every city had a tenderloin uh-huh. that's what it was I mean that was like in New York it was near Kips Bay yeah um, and I think now the meatpacking there's you know Every city has a history of that. because Chicago has Evanston, vice. yeah. Yeah, vice is everywhere, and you gotta.
1: I just said Evanston's where Northwestern is, so <laughs> it's definitely
0: not that. That's, I mean, you, that's, you, that's you where did, I could score my heroine. You
1: attempted the transition again, and it. it, it so we can move a little transition, and I wonder. I wanted to apologize for messing with it, but I was like, I need to mention this. <laughs> <laughs> this has to come out. People need to know.
0: <laughs> so, third time being a charm, after all. I don't know if you watch hockey, but I don't. I, I do. Okay. So there's this team in the city of Philadelphia and they have their 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 team name the Flyers. But what is a flyer? It's nothing. So what they did is they came up with a mascot. <laughs> and their mascot is uh is a horrifying ape man.
1: Yes. <laughs> their mascot is gritty.
0: His name his name
1: is, is Gritty. gritty. Um. So Philadelphia has has a history of, of just horrific, monstrous mascots, like um the f- oh, yeah. the f- uh f- fanatic. the fanatic. Oh wow! Or the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, just horrible monsters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or the 76ers, uh, Ben Franklin. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a genuine monster.
1: <laughs> but no, like the the fanatic is you know he's like uh I don't there's really no way to describe him. He kind of looks like a giraffe mutated with maybe a anteater. Yeah, a green anti. Well, mm-hmm. oh, not
0: green. Wait, is he green?
1: I'm colorblind.
0: I think he's. Oh, yeah. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I have, I keep on having to remind him.
1: What are like colorblind things? Is that it, like tell people that I'm colorblind? But it's so prevalent in you know, yeah, middle class white culture to be like, oh, I'm colorblind. I don't see race. That I also feel the need to differentiate <laughs> and be like, no, like medically, my yeah. eyes I, I'm are red, bad. Green, colorblind. <laughs> yeah, like they're bad eyes. <laughs> Like,
0: scientifically speaking, my eyes—yeah—they're broken. They're broken. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> these glasses aren't just here to make me look pretty. <laughs> they are a, they are a medically
0: yes. useful. Yeah. They're not the accessory. Yeah, my face needs the accessory, but I don't wear them, so they are an
1: EKG, an incredibly cool and good thing. That's what EKG stands for. <laughs> that is, yeah. <laughs> if incredibly starts with E and incredibly a cool, the yeah. okay. cool,
0: yeah. K good thing. Uh, <laughs> Gr- yeah. So, yeah.
1: So Gritty, there's precedent for Gritty, but he <laughs> still he still looks like a he's he kind of looks like if cousin it was a hockey mascot cuz he has a beard, but the beard is also just his hair. Yeah. And his face pokes through it and it's like fire red orange and he's in a hockey uniform. Right. And he's already a, a flyer who were like were known in the 70s, it's just, you know, they would drop the puck and just beat the, beat shit, the shit out of and each Bobby other. Clark and all them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Famous for that. Yeah. And so so they introduced Gritty, cool. and, and it went over in various ways.
0: Yeah. People were genuinely um, horrified. Yeah. Um, Asked that Gritty be set aflame and cast into the Potomac. Not the Potomac. I forget what it is. Skookle. Skookle? Skookle. Skookle. I would say Skookle. Oh, yeah. New York would be Skookle. Yeah. Skookle. They also say water in Philadelphia. It's a delightful. They sound. do. They say water. Water. Yeah.
1: There's not like a Philadelphia accent. I think you yeah, just sound is. Well, there is. There's some words. No, there yeah, it's in some words. I wouldn't say, you know, like doing it's really hard I think to do a Philadelphia impression. Yeah. Like, you know, upper Minnesota, yeah, easy. I think there's a Chicago one. For Philadelphia? Sure. I think you just kind of need to, like, talk really slow, but not, like, southern slow. I mean, like, just slow. Yeah. Like, you're kind of figuring out the words as you're saying them.
0: <laughs> you're learning on the fly. Yeah. You're reading as you're responding to someone, like, yes, I agree that the wooder comes from the bubbler.
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Um, yeah, I think the Philadelphia accent is weird and hard to do in the same way that, but although more pronounced in this latter case, the Baltimore accent. The Balmerie's yeah. accent is... Hard to do because it's so it's dis- pernicious, I yeah. think is the word.
1: It's distinct, though.
0: It is very distinct.
1: Yeah. People from Philadelphia, they, they all sound like Cletus from The Simpsons, but like, even if they're like super upper crust, yeah. like it's, it's kind of like surprise, but like just, you know, they're clearly not the uh, the New York aristocracy. Yeah. They're just Philadelphians. Which is
0: funny because New York, we sound like just absolute. Dimitions. I'm not
1: trying to insult Philadelphia here. My family's from Philadelphia. Yeah. I love Philadelphia.
0: And to be clear, I have the New York daughter water, waffle, coffee, da, 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 da And yeah. I sound like a moron when yeah. I talk like that. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. I just said talk. Yeah. Talk. I can't do it. But so Gritty came out. People get horrified. Right. And then somehow labor gets involved. Yes. So
1: this is this is an. I don't know what the uh, genesis or the origin point of this is. But it becomes a meme on Twitter to point out the fact that the quote is, Gritty is a worker <laughs> <laughs> and to really identify him with he's not just some horrible monster. He's out there working. <laughs> um Jacobin magazine, what you know, the socialist magazine, tweeted, Gritty is a worker and the AFL CIO, <laughs> the largest union conglomerate in the nation that represents, you know, up to twelve million workers retweeted that <laughs> with a fire emoji and saying hashtag one union and it was just pretty great yeah and it just what it would set the internet flame, at least you know the left-centric like labor-oriented twitter that i follow yeah we're just going same. crazy and being like yeah no gritty is one of us we gotta show solidarity with gritty
0: which is like so the question comes up like okay philadelphia has a history it you know had a, a, a ship the shipbuilding industry and stuff like that. These are all generally flashpoints of labor. Yeah. But it's I wouldn't say it's the strongest labor history in in Pennsylvania even.
1: Oh, well not with Pittsburgh. Not with Pittsburgh. There's very few places in the country that would have a stronger labor history than Pittsburgh and it would be like West Virginia yeah, and yeah. Ohio which are right there. They're all like in the same area. Yeah.
0: Like Chicago has a Chicago has a, its like a,
1: yeah, it has yeah. like a rivalry yeah. a rival storied history as well but like that region is very labor-centric
0: yes and i think that's um which which made me think about okay so gritty is named after gritty let's assume let's assume i'm not drunk i promise i just couldn't get that word out let's just assume that gritty is a worker yes i agree with that it makes perfect sense yeah he's horrifying but also relatable you know worker Uh is philadelphia worthy of a gritty as far as a city and putting it in another way what cities deserve their own gritty for being a worker yeah pittsburgh is already off the top this is, pittsburgh is done slam dunk chicago slam dunk yeah
1: plus pittsburgh has their very own obvious hockey mascot with you know the, the penguin. penguins you couldn't just put gritty in with the penguins they just have a penguin already yeah blackhawks well, you know, oh, no, I feel uh, like you kind name. of want something that's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they have, they have like a, a tomahawk, I think, or they used to named Tommy Hawk.
0: Oh, Jesus. That's. They tried. There was an effort. This is the sort this of
1: thing that'll get me like crucified with some people that are my friends where, and I do own Blackhawks merchandise, but I've also kind of always been, how come they're off the hook for a lot of this stuff? Yeah, people don't talk about the Blackhawks compared to you know, well, the you know the Fighting Illini, and the Washington team. Yeah, whose name I won't say.
0: Yes, the Washington um, team that is sometimes analogized to potatoes. Yes, in a very flip and hilarious way. Yeah, fucking cretins. Um, that is a good point. You you do raise a good so, but these are cities that are clearly yeah would warrant a gritty.
1: So which city is a worker?
0: Which city is a worker? Um. I think Milwaukee Milwaukee's definitely a work Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's a, a fucking work Milwaukee has a lunch pail yeah yeah and a thermos yeah a thermos both. yeah metal thermos filled with black coffee mm-hmm. even though it's lunch yep and it's still mostly extremely hot yeah and they had a nice sandwich and I hot-ass coffee there's people
1: wearing overalls and not for fashion yeah that's the thing now yeah i'm not gonna tell a story but i ended up at a forever 21 over the weekend and apparently overalls are back and i was like i don't even fit in any of these clothes well, they're made for much smaller men yeah.
0: <laughs> smaller more delicate wide-hipped men <laughs> uh <laughs> I, so milwaukee yes Milwaukee's definitely a worker yeah i would say like i mean i can do a bunch of smaller cities like albany new york is a worker yeah that is or like buffalo new york is a worker oh yeah big time then like i was thinking like big cities a lot of big cities just straight up aren't workers
1: or they're not anymore
0: like san francisco is not a worker
1: no like i think seattle and back in the day maybe sure
0: back in the day but not, nowadays not bezos Seattle. Nope. bezosville gone
1: maybe not even Fraser seattle no because th- that 90s 2000s turning point
0: yeah i don't think that's yeah i think i think you're absolutely right that it's not i would argue oakland is a worker oh oakland is
1: a hell of a worker yes yeah
0: so oak oak town yeah sco no yeah absolutely not no. san jose in the middle Not workers sure. can't afford to live in, Sa- in san jose way. used to work yeah but i yeah. think like <laughs> i think it's now middle management yeah <laughs> but not the boss
1: Maybe, oh, Vegas. Vegas is a worker. Vegas? If you know the right, like half of Vegas is a worker.
0: Yeah, I mean, Vegas certainly has more worker in it than not.
1: I mean, Vegas is one of the biggest union towns in the country. It is a huge union town. And just, I think, yeah. Sheldon Adelson and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and I, I think when people think of Vegas, they don't think of, like, the actual city. They right. think of the idea of Vegas, right? Yeah. The, I really liked, I went to Vegas this year actually in January um, the end of December of 2017 into January and I really liked not the strip yeah like the strip was a fun thing to see and do but I was like yeah
0: you saw it I saw it
1: it. I mean you know I've seen lots of things
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's one of the best things about having eyes
1: yeah (laughs) well yeah (laughs) let's go back to my bro thanks for (laughs) bringing that (laughs) up again you're welcome um no, I think like the actual like the city Vegas, the people like it's a worker town, man. Yeah. Those those guys, they're workers. They, yeah, it's SEIU. All yeah, the... Oh yeah, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. sure.
0: Oh no doubt. Yeah, it, it is a very labor union town. It's just that because their major industry is literally the, the casino you, yeah, if, yeah, you give us money and we just take fifty-two percent of it. Yeah, and somehow it's a business, whatever. Um, so Vegas is a is a curious one, but I I'm. Tend to be in agreement with you. Dallas is not a worker. Houston is not a worker.
1: I don't think any Texas cities are workers.
0: Arguably, San Antonio. Arguably, no, El Paso. El Paso, is a yeah. El Paso is for real worker. I'm gonna say Amarillo's a worker as well. Do you think? Okay,
1: so I noted like I I thought of El Paso when I said that too, but I was like maybe. Do you think the distinction lies in terms of like liberal conservative divide? I lived in Tulsa. There are workers in Tulsa, yeah, I but I discount. wouldn't call it like Tulsa is particularly a worker city. Even though like the state of Oklahoma has a big oil and gas worker base yeah but they're just not I mean first off there's no hockey teams in Oklahoma No, I think there used to be there used to be a Tulsa team the Oilers
0: yeah that's an appropriate name there's Edmonton Oilers yeah Yeah. but like I don't think it necessarily has to come on a conservative liberal divide or a left-right divide per se I
1: think Buffalo is one of those Trump towns that's like swinging yeah hard right and I would still say it's a worker
0: yeah for sure yeah Oh, absolutely I mean there are probably smaller cities that i just don't know enough about to say that they're a worker or not that yeah. are ostensibly conservative yeah um it's just that like when you take a look at a city like houston just as a as an example yeah what is houston defined as where did where did houston come from that's oil money
1: yeah oh yeah that's not a worker exactly because the
0: roustabouts aren't in houston yeah the restabouts are in the interior of texas working their asses off
1: yeah out in the fields yeah
0: those are the those, those are the workers.
1: workers,
0: Milwaukee industry, the Midwest, like all the right. the dead steel and rubber and other towns like Akron, yeah, clearly a worker. Youngstown, a worker. These are
1: easy. Yeah, like they will just pick a dot in Ohio. It's yeah. a worker town. Then, well, besides oh, always, I said Oakland. You know, we said Vegas. Yeah, west of the Mississippi, it's just sparser and sparser. There's not not really even like you know the liberal like Denver. I don't know if I'd say if Denver's a worker
0: because no, because, but here's one. So LA, I don't think is a worker, but I think Long Beach is a worker. Okay. I think Long Beach has that, one, it's got a bit of a second city effect. Yeah. Two, it has, I mean, LA has a port, but Long Beach is a port town. Mm. Long Beach has, like, it it really does feel like it has more blue collar roots than LA for sure. Right. San Diego is not a worker. Yeah. San Diego is out. No, San Diego is not a worker. done. San Bernardino is a worker. But it's unemployed.
1: <laughs> how about Rucha? how about Rancho Cucamonga? Rancho
0: Cucamonga uh, commutes. Okay. So he's mid management.
1: <laughs> Can we? say, so I want to cap the the gritty discussion. Um, the Wall Street Journal, the famous <laughs> newspaper from Wall Street.
2: New York
0: is not a worker, by the way. Yeah,
1: New York is not a worker. Oh, maybe like Queens. The, the Bronx is a worker. Bronx. Manhattan is not a worker. Yeah.
0: I would say every outer Bro- Not even. not Brooklyn's not a worker anymore. Bro- brooklyn anymore anymore brooklyn's an artist yeah queen's is a worker bronx is a worker staten island mid-management and yeah. hands out but <laughs> um, were anyway
1: so you've heard of the wall street journal the famous newspaper published for literally just one street in new york <laughs> and it's, it's only distribution but it has an online base <laughs> they published in the op-ed an article it says antifa appropriates a creepy mascot subtitle keep your marxist hands off gritty he belongs to philly by Jillian K. Melchior, who I don't know anything about, so I don't say anything about Jillian K. Melchior in general or her writing styles. But first off, let's go with the just conflation of Antifa with, like, people on the left saying that Gritty is a worker. That's very funny. I don't know if I would classify the AFL-CIO as being Antifa. They're pretty just, like, run-of-the-mill like pretty middle of the road union they don't exactly rock the boat
0: (laughs) no oh god i mean no that's that's clearly not what they i i decided to look up jillian k melchior yeah um whose twitter bio reads as follows editorial page writer at the wall street journal living a charmed life with the best of company Oh, God. If that doesn't make you want to throw that person into the sun, yeah, I don't know that you have a soul.
1: Now, I will agree with this sentence.
0: Oh, sure, it's for the National Review as well. Are you oh, shocked? Should, of course not. No, no. It's a cottage industry of shitheads. Yeah.
1: I w- I'm going to agree with this sentence that describes Gritty in the op-ed. It says, Gritty looks like a tangerine hyper trichotic demon. I don't even know that word, but mm-hmm. I think it's a good way to describe him. Um... The Philadelphia Inquirer's David Gambacorta described him as the mascot version of a stab wound. Um, It was Flyers President Paul Holmgren who coined the mascot's name, noting how often the word grit is associated with Philadelphia. I feel like grit is more associated with Rocky, the movie series.
0: Yeah. I mean... Rocky had a lot of grit. he He was a very gritty guy. Yeah.
1: Um... But the, like the the crux of this op-ed is that like, Marxists and Antifa, uh, and Jacobin magazine, which I mentioned, <laughs> said that they tweeted Gritty as a worker, and now they're all saying that like Gritty is super left, and that President Trump showed up to Philadelphia on Tuesday, and far left groups and Antifa carried Gritty posters and signs that said Gritty hates Trump. <laughs> <laughs> And that they're appropriating him into being a Marxist, which she's also like, you should give Gritty back to Philadelphia. It sounds like those were Philadelphians.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. F-
1: Philadelphia, for what it's worth, is a pretty liberal progressive city at this point.
0: It absolutely is. It's, it's when you look at the electoral map of, Phila- uh, of Pennsylvania, Yeah. you have two areas that are guaranteed blue. It's immediately in Pittsburgh, immediately yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's a question of how far out that blue goes into the suburbs. Yeah. That's That's literally every election. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, there may be in a county like maybe around Erie or something or maybe Harrisburg that also is blue. But that's basically the whole. Yeah, that's the game is how far out into like King of Prussia. All that shit. does that blue vote go.
1: I will say I think Pennsylvania is one of those states that could be one of the ones that would swing very hard blue statewide with the right candidate. Gritty. Yeah, Yeah, with Gritty. If (laughs) if Gritty gritty ran, if Gritty like ran for governor, he would win every county. Even even in the Pittsburgh area where they are obviously Penguin supporters.
0: I want to point out that Jillian K. Melchior wrote this article back in uh, May 15th of 2017. Does the environmental left understand how modern pipelines work? Oh, in the God. sense that there are pipes, I think they do. Um, also, I'm a big fan of this one. Uh, Social Security Disability Judge got 600000 in pay and three raises after drunkenly groping colleagues what I think the issue is, is that she frames the headline as though he got those because he groped his colleagues, which I, <laughs> as much as I am a cynic these days, I don't think that's correct. It's grammar.
1: You gotta <laughs> learn. You gotta learn. Grammar matters. A sentence. It really matters.
0: So, I mean, at the end of the day, gritty is coming for your, your soul. Just let it happen. And you should probably Google image search gritty. Yeah. And, just feel – you know, speaking of Jim Henson, you know where he probably came from. Hell. Where Jim Henson belongs.
1: <laughs> Just think of that Simpsons joke. Like, what? What is a Muppet, Dan? Well, it's not quite a mop. <laughs> it's not quite a puppet. So to answer your question, I don't know.
0: <laughs> There's always a Simpsons quote. There always, always a Simpsons is. Quote. Why do you think we have oh, – whatever. So, all right. I think – I think we've we've tapped the bottom of the well as far as discussing our dear friend Gritty, and for now, it, for now, there's
1: a I mean, he tweets like videos and he was pulling off just a bunch of stuffed sharks from a shelf and then he just tackles them.
0: Oh, are they playing the San Jose Sharks? I think so. That makes way more sense than if he was just doing it out of spite. Like I hate sharks. <laughs> I like the soup.
1: <laughs> it's a it's a pretty delightful Twitter account, honestly.
0: So yeah, Gritty, right. the music. I'm sorry.